Welcome to Wisdom, Love, and Beauty, a podcast for the soul and the home of dangerous wisdom. This is your friendly neighborhood soul doctor, Dr. Nikos, back after a little hiatus. And we're back with something a little bit different for now. We're going to be coming back with more deep contemplations into the nature of reality, the mystery, the magic, and we're going to be doing some interviews soon. But in the meantime, and maybe as a regular feature, an ongoing practice, I thought it might be helpful to try and experiment with the Yijing. Now, in my work, I talk a lot about liberating ourselves into larger ecologies of mind, that that is even a scientific way of defining wisdom. And one of the practices we can use to do that, and something I do for my own clients, and they find it often tremendously helpful, is to work with Yijing, which is a kind of field guide to synchronicity science. It's a handbook for synchronicity science, a way to tap into wisdom and expand our ecology of mind when we don't have necessarily the opportunity to sit down with maybe 10 or 20 people and really practice philosophical dialogue. It usually helps to have a a good number of people. One-on-one dialogue is very helpful, and I use that with my clients, but larger ecology of mind is even better. And the same with relying on nature. It's very helpful and one of the most important things we can do, but thankfully we have other resources. There are arts of awareness and practices that we can use. And I'll offer maybe some explanation of Yijing, maybe a podcast episode, a contemplation, a little bit about Yijing itself to give some details about what it is and how we work with it. But if you've never heard of it, it is essentially a a, a, a book. It's a text. It's a way of working with an expanded ecology of mind just by having a text. And we have to do a little bit more than flip the book open, but the book itself is a record and a guide. And so just go with it for now. If it's a little unfamiliar to you, just think to yourself, okay, well, I'm going to listen to a contemplation that maybe will offer me some insights. And what this will do, ordinarily, you see, someone would come to me and they would have a question, and then we would contemplate that question and allow Yijing to illustrate it. And the whole process takes a good amount of time. It actually unfolds over a period of a a couple of weeks. And even the basic reading itself takes more time than we're going to take here. We're going to do this pretty quickly. And then there is a, a kind of written document that they get to help them to understand the reading. So we're, we're going to do this in a simpler way with two things going on. One is that there is an audience out there, and because we are archetypal beings, because we don't live our lives, but we live the life of people like us, or we could say more accurately, life isn't lived through us just individually, but it is lived through people like us. There is a patterning that unfolds, and we share a great deal of similarities with other people and a great deal of synchronicity. And we're relying on these multiple dimensions that Yijing contains wisdom, and therefore each person can hear that wisdom, and it could resonate with them in a way that is appropriate to their life situation. So the reading that we give for the Yijing will resonate with you, just because there are 
mysteries in life, that life is filled with synchronicities. And so you're just listening for the synchronicities. It's almost like getting a horoscope reading. The idea is that somehow or other, the group of people reading this, even though it's a couple of paragraphs and there might be thousands or maybe tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people who have the one particular sign, there's something archetypal that is evoked there. And when the Pisces person reads their little horoscope reading, they might find some synchronicities. If it's well-written and the person sprinkles in something from the wisdom traditions, then that wisdom will be applicable to them just because it is applicable to all of us in a way. And so there's something similar going on. And so if you can sense those different layers, that there are similarities in all of us, then there are synchronicities that are part of the very group of people who would be interested in listening to Contemplations for the Soul, a podcast for the soul, wisdom, love, and beauty. Well, that's a select group of people, isn't it? And they may share synchronicities and patternings that they're unaware of. There are people out there you've never met, you don't know their name, you don't know what they look like, but they listen to this podcast, they listen to these contemplations, and you already then share a lot in common with them, not only because you're listening to this material, but you're the kind of person who would actually consider listening to something like this. And so these different layers will allow the reading, even though it's not for each specific one of you in the audience, it'll allow it to offer insight to all of us, me too. When I do readings for people, I often find that there is a clear synchronicity between the questioner and their question and my life as well as their life. That's just part of why they asked the question of me as opposed to someone else. And they decided a Yijing reading was appropriate. They could have gone to an astrologer or something. And we might be scoff at these various ways of knowing, but I respect other ways of knowing. And uh, But nevertheless, a person comes to me and they ask at a particular time and they're always synchronicity. So that's the story. That's what we're doing. And what the question will be in this new format, each week it'll be this question. What is the most important thing for my listeners to know this week, for us as a group, for us, me as your philosopher, and for you listening to this, what is the most important thing for us to think about this week or to be aware of? And so what we'll do is I'll give a basic reading, which will come out on Monday, It'll be what's coming up for the week. And then on Wednesday, I'll go into a little bit more detail. And then Friday, a little bit more detail. And so we'll have this way of being able to touch base. These will be brief. It'll be like little wisdom donuts, <laughs> little wisdom dim sum, if we honor the tradition from which Yijing comes. But just little bites. And we'll stay... Uh, as short as we can, we'll try to always keep it uh, under even 10 minutes, but certainly under 20. If there's something really important, seems, or we have to do some part of it in a little bit more detail, okay, but we're going to try to keep it under 20 and sometimes even under 10. And it's just, okay, what is it that we could take with us? And you can let me know. Maybe you want it even under 5. If we can do it, I don't know. It's not easy. All right, so what is the most important thing for us to know this week? So we start off the month of August. And what Yijing yielded for us is hexagram 18. 
and hexagram literally means six lines. I'll probably mention little details like this as we go. And then in the future, I'll start referring to everybody to the whatever contemplation I put together that is just a basic guide to Yijing. But hexagram means six lines. Those of you who know Yijing know this. And a hexagram is composed of two trigrams. And so we use a procedure. When we ask a question, there's a procedure that gives us the six-line figure. And there are 64 total possibilities. And within that range of possibilities, each of these lines can be still or moving. So then there are many, many additional possibilities because we can have each of the six lines moving, but we can also have combinations, the first and the last, the first and the second. So the basic situation always comes as a pair. And in this case, Yijing yielded hexagram 18, which really means the pair 1718. And the character for this hexagram is Gu, which is, uh, the ancient ideogram seems to, if you look at it, seems to indicate worms. It's like a bowl <laughs> with worms in it. So it might be a bowl of food. There's a clear connotation of worms in the intestine as well. It's kind of gross, but the idea is we have to face these situations in our life. Sometimes we let things spoil. Sometimes we may even spoil things through our own ignorance. Now, Wilhelm, one of the famous translations, Richard Wilhelm, spent a lot of time in China and really, I think, was serious about learning the culture and had many interesting insights and experiences. And Wilhelm is a, a, a translation we'll always touch base with, at least. There's more to do than just look at his translation. But he translates this hexagram as work on what has been spoiled. Work on what has been spoiled. So even though the character is just this image of worms in a bowl, um, Wilhelm is emphasizing that Yijing wants us to face our ignorance and then remedy them, remedy our errors and our ignorance. And similarly, uh, Huang translates it as remedying. So Wilhelm says, work on what has been spoiled, work on what you screwed up or what is, feels screwed up in your life. And Huang is saying remedying and karcher he uses two phrases, first, corruption and pestilence, and secondly, renovating. And we could also use a word like restoring in the spirit of restorative practices. For instance, restorative justice. Now, the hexagram that comes before this one is called following. The question is, why does corruption, spoilage, and pestilence come after following? And there are at least two general archetypal reasons for that. First, we could be going along with the flow of something and suddenly find ourselves involved in corruption and decay. It happens in politics all the time. It happened in the Stanford prison experiments in which perfectly ordinary people, college kids, they were following along in the spirit of the situation and it turned really dark. And it happens in corporations all the time, of course. This is the way it goes. We know that Google famously dropped their don't be evil motto from their code of conduct. Tech companies tapped into pathways of addiction. And we, we all now are very aware that we paid for Jeff Bezos to go to space. All of us who have ever ordered anything from Amazon. And we, or, we collaborated in a, a good deal of spoilage there too because we know that warehouse workers for instance have a hard time and we know that ecologically there are problems so for some people space itself got spoiled but so did a lot of life on earth 
A lot of things had to happen for Amazon to be what it is now. So this dynamic is, it's, it happens with all of us, especially in the dominant culture, just because following along with this culture, trying to take care of our needs, you know, just, just trying to get through our days and our weeks. And we suddenly realize that we've spoiled a lot of ecologies and maybe spoiled our own ideals, that in some ways we didn't live up to our, our dreams, our intentions. We can feel like infected with a pestilence in a certain way or a certain kind of spoilage has happened in our lives just because we went along with the dominant culture. So that's what happens when we follow along. And again, it could start out good and then it, it goes sideways or we're just following along because we're, we're being a little too lackadaisical. You know, we're really not sticking to our principles. We're letting ourselves be pulled into currents that are not so healthy. But there's also a positive sense of this hexagram 17, which is following moving into hexagram 18, which is the one that is the main focus of this reading. What do we need to know this week? Well, we need to know about this remedying. See, if if we get in touch with wisdom, love, and beauty, and we feel inspired, and we begin to follow along in those currents, then what happens is we naturally have the strength to follow those currents to the source of corruption and ignorance within us and remedy it. So in other words, this pair has to do with taking an honest account of our own life and our life together, acknowledging what has gotten corrupted or infected in some way, and then healing it. And because it's kind of gross, we don't always want to look. You know, we feel like, oh man, I feel awful. There's something, there's something corrupted in there. You know, we've got a parasite in our belly and we don't want to go in and, and examine what we have to examine, right? Because, you know, let's face it, if we had to figure out what kind of parasite was in our system, we'd have to examine you-know-what, right? <laughs> we'd have to examine what was coming out of us to see what those worms were, to see how to deal with the corruption, wouldn't we? And that can be uncomfortable. So we're first going to consider the basic reading, and this will happen a little faster because I won't be prefacing all the time. I'll probably have to make some prefatory comments once a week until we get ourselves oriented in this because I know it could this could feel a little weird. You might be thinking, what is this? But what, we, what I always do with a client when we ask the question is I just ask them to sit in a, a semi-meditative state. You know, if you're driving or something, it's okay. You focus on the road. But if you're walking, you can kind of, it's almost like you're letting yourself daydream a little bit letting your mind wander. And of course, when we're driving, our mind wanders, as long as you don't lose control um, of what you're doing. So pay attention. Maybe if you're driving, you, you shouldn't do this. I mean, ideally, it's almost like you're in a, a dreamy state and you're just letting the images work on you in a bit. Uh, a bit, I should say. Uh, but maybe if you're driving, what you can do is think analytically or you can pause and come back. So it's okay to just let the associations come if you can still concentrate. And sometimes that can be helpful too because if you're doing a task and focusing on it, then your conscious mind won't stop the unconscious material from coming up. And that's part of what we're relying on with Yijing. So we're speaking to the whole soul. And the images here are synchronistic somehow. They'll resonate with things in your psyche, in your soul, and they'll pop out. At any rate, always use Yijing with care. Because if you listen to these readings and you take them seriously, 
and you say, oh, I really do want to know what's the best thing for me to know, what is important for me to know this week, and you hear it and something in you recognizes, hey, that is important, and you ignore it, you just create bad karma for yourself, basically. So if you want to think about this question, then really think about it and see if it does apply to your life. And Yijing's like that. So here's the basic reading. Just relax a little if you can, or keep your mind occupied and let the unconscious receive this. Because we're speaking to the soul here. Now what do we have? We have a hexagram composed of two trigrams. The bottom trigram is wind, which means gentle and penetrating. And the upper trigram is mountain, which means stillness, keeping still. Wilhelm, this is loosely based on his translation, some adjustments. The Chinese character Gu represents a bull in whose contents worms are breeding. This means decay. It has come about because the gentle indifference in the lower trigram has come together with the rigid inertia of the upper and the result is stagnation. Since this implies guilt, the conditions embody a demand for removal of the cause. Hence the meaning of the hexagram is not simply what has been spoiled, but work on what has been spoiled. The judgment, work on what has been spoiled, has supreme success. It furthers one to cross the great water. Before the starting point, three days. After the starting point, three days. What has been spoiled through human fault can be made good again through skillful and realistic work. It is not immutable fate, as in the time of standstill. It's not fate that has caused the state of corruption, but rather the abuse of human freedom. Work toward improving conditions promises well because it accords the possibilities of the time. We must not recoil from work and danger, symbolized by the crossing of the great water, but must take hold energetically. Success depends, however, on proper deliberation. This is expressed by the lines, before the starting point, three days, after the starting point, three days. We must first know the cause of corruption before we can do away with the cause of corruption. And there may be more than one cause. We may see a constellation of causes. And so it's necessary to be cautious during the time before the start, before we launch ourselves into remedying. We have to keep still. And then we must see to it that the new way is safely entered upon so that a relapse may be avoided. So we have to pay attention to the time after the start, that follow-through. Decisiveness and energy must take the place of inertia and indifference that have led to decay in order that the ending may be followed by a new beginning. The image, the wind blows low on the mountain, image of decay, Thus the superior person stirs up the people and strengthens their spirit. 
When the wind blows low on the mountain, it is thrown back and spoils the vegetation. This contains a challenge to improvement. It is the same with debasing attitudes and fashion. They corrupt human society. Trends is what he's getting at there. Our methods must likewise be derived from the two trigrams, but in such a way that their effects unfold in orderly sequence. The superior person must first remove stagnation by stirring up public opinion, as the wind stirs up everything, and must strengthen and tranquilize the character of the people, as the mountain gives tranquility and nourishment to all that grows in its vicinity. Okay, now we have two moving lines and some details to consider. And these are crucial things that we have to consider, but we're keeping things short. I think usually we'll be able to get to the moving lines, but we're, we're already, this is a little longer, having explained this new situation, so we're going to push that to our second reading, and that will be on Wednesday, release that on Wednesday. And if you have any questions or comments about this particular reading or the Yijing, this whole format, this idea, then please send them in through wisdom, love, and beauty.org, and we might be able to address some of them before this reading is finished, or some of them might carry on to the next reading. They might be appropriate. But either way, until next time, this is Dr. Nikos, your friendly neighborhood soul doctor, reminding you that your soul and the soul of the world are not two things. That's how the Yi Ching works. So take good care of them. <laughs>